Tyler Carr, explain this to me. Mm-hmm. She shows up at the Oscars. She's on the red carpet. She's wearing a beautiful dress. She's got all her makeup done up. She's sitting in the audience. Uh, Jimmy yeah. Kimmel gives her a shout out very yeah. early on. Lady Gaga is here. She claps. She waves. She's really happy. She goes backstage. <laughs> removes everything. Everything. Rips off all the makeup. Okay. Puts on a ripped pair of jeans yeah. and a t-shirt inside out and then performs. Two, two things. Number one, that's why I love her because she always does something that you're not going to expect. And number two, the way that she set up the performance was actually to symbolize how she wrote the song which was kind of in her basement very like impromptu just jamming with, with the pop. boys mm-hmm. yeah and just was playing the guitar with everybody and that's kind of kind of what she was going for this show is being broadcast on treaty one territory the traditional territory of anishinaabe Cree, og Cree, dakota and dene peoples and on the homeland of the metis nation energy 106 presents the wheeler in the morning podcast with jasmine lane and tyler carr and the oscar goes to wheeler in the morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr for best morning show on a Monday. Wouldn't that be nice? Unlikely. Unlikely. (laughs) But the good news is we have a whole ton of audio for you from the Oscars last night, including Guaranteed Gaga this morning will be Lady Gaga's performance. She was a last minute addition to the the Mm -hmm. ceremony and Tyler Carr is going to react to it live from last night when he watched it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. That's it. That's it. Just yeah. Yeah. You, Let's you, do you it. Want to give it any more context than that? No, that you did already. You just said what's happening. <laughs> That's coming up just after seven o'clock. We got some winning on the way. Tickets and treats to Landmark Cinemas as Brian Lataki reviews Scream Six, and we'll have World of Wheels tickets. All that and more. It's a busy Monday here on Wheeler in the morning. Here we go. We're going to cover the Briar at some point this morning. If you weren't watching last night, we'll give you all the details on what happened. Tyler Carr's face kind of gives it away, but mm-hmm. you can't see it. It was funny because every one of my members of my squad last night, we were all watching something different. There were some of us watching The Last of Us, some of us watching the Oscars, and then some of us watching The Briar. So we so were kind you, of all intertwining on keeping everybody up to date on what was happening. Do you, do you share your brains collectively like the Borg where, you know, you, yes. you, you it, it, yeah. Yeah. So now I've retained all the information from The Briar, The Last of Us without even watching them because I watched the Oscars. You're going to watch The Last of Us today, I'm assuming? Yeah. Same. What, what did you watch last night, Jasmine? Me last night, I mean, I've been on a really big River Monsters kick, so uh, that's about it for me. <laughs> river Monsters. Yeah, Jeremy Wade's River Monsters. River Monsters. I forgot it existed, and the other day it came up on my Roku uh, channel guide, and I was like, whoa, blast from the past. I watched the Oscars the- going on and the Briar going on, and you went with River Listen, Monsters. if anything, we really covered all bases here because we have, you know, celeb entertainment, uh, sports, and then uh, natural stuff. So, well, for all very- those River, for all those River Monster fans <laughs> out there, know that we'll cover that this morning here. <laughs> hey, listen, I wanted to cover this. I actually. Uh, so music news you can use, of course, you get it every single day here on Wheeler in the Morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. You get it in the podcast version as well. And if you're a fan of the Wheeler After Dark podcast, which uploads every Monday at 6 o'clock, I do a rock and roll version of music news. You get the top 40 version here, and then I do a rock and roll version on the Wheeler After Dark podcast. And I covered this story. Uh, it's a bit of a spoiler alert for the episode that's going to come out later tonight. But, you know, the whole Taylor Swift Ticketmaster situation and how it was going mm-hmm. to court and... Just to give you a quick little background, Ticketmaster and Live Nation, who are in bed, they were doing something kind of sketchy where they had their subsidiary companies and all their bots 
basically buy all the tickets right away, then they jack up the prices, like sometimes triple and quadruple mm-hmm. the times. Hearing of you what's explain the face that value. makes me so mad. Yeah, it's funny. My oh, blood it's is boiling. I wasn't expecting that. So leave it to the Foo Fighters to finally weaponize Ticketmaster against themselves. They just announced their first set of shows since the death of their drummer Taylor Hawkins last year. They've got a show coming up in New Hampshire at the end of May. And what they've done is once the ticket is purchased, it cannot be transferred. Oh, so it's yours. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours now. That's what they were saying that they wanted to do. What if somebody like buys a ticket for somebody else, though? Okay, here's the thing. Let's just say uh, you buy a ticket and you can't go to the show. You can go to the website, digitally exchange that ticket at face value. And then it'll go back on sale. At face value. That's nice. You, You can't jack up the price. There's no scalping whatsoever. They made this deal with the venue. And they agreed to it. Oh, so this isn't even being sold on Ticketmaster. It is. It is. But but it's more so with because Live Nation owns the venue. Right. So this is the way the Foo Fighters said this is the only way we're doing it. Is well, then why haven't more? Why is the why is it in 2023 that this is the first time somebody's doing this? Because because, it's kind of like a court case. There had to be uh, a precedent set. Yeah. So I think Mm. now that it's done, more people will go. Yep, that's what we want. What ended up happening with that court case? Do you know? Uh, it's still being litigated and talked about and blah, 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 blah. Huh. I, but I, and I don't think anything will come of it. Yeah. But I think this is the way going forward. We talked about it before where a lot of, That's a lot what, of comedians now, yes. what they're doing is they're saying, just buy tickets on my website. Yeah. Show your phone at the, at, at the gate. We're not going through Ticketmaster. We're doing this peer to peer. Yep. That's hundred percent how it should be. So mm-hmm. kind of interesting on that same note, uh, Ticketmaster has, stated something with all of these uh, ongoing issues. We're going to be talking about that a little bit in the news feed as well. We can dive in a little bit deeper. Ladies get money all around the world because girls is players too. Uh, that's a TikTok song, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? When I say TikTok song, that means... It got popular on. Right, but it means it's not under a major label. It just means it's an independent. Oh, no, no, no. Like, the, lots of them are, they have labels and stuff, and they release. It's just that they were trendy on TikTok, which is pretty much the only reason why we're playing them. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and who is it? Um, <laughs> good question. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, what's the name of the artist? I, I literally don't know how to say it. I can't <laughs> read it from yeah, here. Yeah, no clue. Well, okay. Coy Leary, sure. I don't know. That sounds right. Yeah. Hang on. Now I got to find out. Girls are players. It's players. This song's called Players. Uh, by Coy Leray. Oh, Leray. Coy Leray. All right. Hey, we solved it, everyone. <laughs> You're welcome. Yikes. The mysteries of the Tiki Taki music here on Wheeler in the Morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. This is our Tear Away a Day calendar. It's a Christmas gift, courtesy of Mama Carr up in Swan River, Manitoba. Uh, we'll do this weekend's uh, tearaway memes for Saturday, March 11th, 2023, and Sunday, March 12th, 2023. And it's reminding me here, Daylight Savings Times Begins, mm. uh, which you really don't have to remind yourself for anymore because your phone does it for you, which is mm-hmm. kind of nice. All right. Uh, you can be whatever you want. However, in your case, you should probably aim low. Oh, and for today, Monday, March 13th, 2023, you're so fake, Barbie is jealous. Ah. Man, we got that new Barbie movie coming up this summer. I'm excited, I'm excited. about that one. 
Yeah, really excited about that one. All right, coming up here, Jasmine Lane will have the news feed. Uh, we'll find out how the Winnipeg Jets did over the weekend. They were in Florida Saturday and Sunday. Highlights coming up on that one. First, we do this. Wait, what? Wheeler in the morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. It is uh, almost beach body season, whatever the heck that means. I think it just means if you're a body and you go to the beach. That is Beachbody. But there's a guy who his whole life, he has always wanted six-pack abs. But he has a hard time putting down the six-pack of beer, a.k.a. difficult to do there. He also does not like going to the gym. Difficult to do there. So he decided to uh, link up with a super famous tattoo artist, Dean Gunther, who comes uh, out of the UK, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, it took 20 hours, but at the end of the session, he tattooed his entire stomach to look like six-pack abs. I got to Google this. <laughs> six-pack abs. All skin-colored. Very, oh, wow. That's very... actually... That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> In the picture here, guy's wearing a Foo Fighter shirt. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty good. It honestly looks incredible. Like, it, they, like they did, it's such a detailed version. What I'm curious, though, is who the reference photo was. That doesn't look good at all. Yes, it, it's red because it just got tattooed. It's kind of like if Hellboy had six packs. That's what it looks like right now. But soon it'll get to, like, a Chris Hemsworth. Mm. <laughs> Dude, as, as far as not having to work out, and, yeah. you know, if you're just going to roll your shirt up, go and check this out. It's like, oh, man, <laughs> that, that dude's got a six pack. That's so, well, what a good party trick. The body is still not shaped like it though so the minute he turns around everybody's and it's gonna look weird <laughs> people are gonna be like no that's not that's, no, i think this and is also a great it loophole. stops right at where the love handles are so <laughs> yeah, anything does. behind that or aside from that is not gonna be proportionate at all do you guys remember I, when kim kardashian wore the teenage mutant ninja turtles dress that's what this looks like to me listen i think this is a great loophole uh, this this is wonderful. What I do, what I do, I, I actually do something similar. I found a bit of a loophole. Uh, I have a six pack as well. What I do is I get a fanny pack, put some ice in it, and then put the six pack in there. Nice. And then I have a six pack sitting in my front. There you Yo, go. Yo, you want to see my Very. six pack? Boom, Hey-o. there it is. This is the news feed. Wheeler in the morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. The end of the world is near. Also, Ticketmaster has kind of responded to all the complaints directed at them lately. We're going to fill you in on that. First, though, Flair Airlines fell behind on some payments and ended up having four aircraft seized by one of their hedge funders. This didn't really disrupt any scheduled flights because they had other planes that they were able to send out. And Flair has sent over what was owed, though they did say that this move was uh, a bit of an overstep because they had already been in conversation with this particular person who they owed money to. So they were like, why did you go and seize our airplanes? What the heck? We were already talking to you. Speaking of uh, airlines, you see Simu Lu laid scorched earth on Pearson Airport? No. Yeah, on Twitter, he basically said, you know, the good flight attendants are good and the bad ones are just, well, they're pretty awful. (laughs) I'll have to look into that. Goodbye, world. According to NASA, there's an asteroid that could collide with Earth on Valentine's Day in 2046. (laughs) Good. (laughs) We hate love. Ticketmaster. No, no, no. It's just, it's just making a connection of a different kind. Oh, that's beautiful. Ticketmaster is planning to be more transparent about ticket prices. They're hoping that if people understand their back end and how the business works, they will be less angry and try not to file lawsuits 
in the Yeah, future. well, you know, I'm glad to see we get to see their back end because they've been taking advantage of ours for a long time. <laughs> All right, Winnipeg Jets played back-to-back games this past weekend in the Sunshine State. We'll start Saturday night in Sunrise, Florida, taking on the Panthers. Paul Maurice, of course, behind the bench for the Panthers. Tied 4-4 at the end of regulation, and we're off to extra fun. Now Schmidt. Fresh legs for the Jets. Kyle Connor breaking through, puts it in front of Flipton, and that's Dykley scores. And Winnipeg wins it in overtime, 5-4. to four. Mark Scheifele scored the opener and the closer for a two-goal night. Nick Ehlers had a three-point night, as did, as did newbie Vladislav Nemestikov. Yesterday, the Jets took the short plane ride north of Tampa for a date with the Lightning. Halfway through the second, Jets already up 2-1. Mason Appleton throws it out in front and big stop rebound. They score. Vasilevsky made the first save, and then Morgan Barron following up buries the loose change, and it is 3 1 Winnipeg. Lightning would get within one, but that would be it. Chalk up a 3 2 win for Winnipeg. Two for two in FLA. Yeah, good news for the Jets as they have moved out of that wild card spot in the Western Conference. And now sit third in the Central Division race behind Minnesota and Dallas. Stanley Cup champs Colorado are on the Jets' heels by a point and have three games in hand. The Jets will wrap up their three-game road trip tomorrow night in Carolina before hosting the Bruins at home Thursday night at Canada Life Center. Elsewhere in the league, the Coyotes did the Jets a favor by beating the Wild in overtime 5-4. Preds, who aren't out of it yet, beat the Ducks in overtime by the same score. Flames burnt the Sens 5-1. Devils shut out the Hurricanes. Golden Knights over the Blues 5-3. Red Wings over the Bruins by the same score. And the Penguins beat the Rangers in overtime 3-2. Three games tonight, including the Leafs and Sabras, Habs and Avs, and the Stars will play the Seattle Kraken. Manitoba Moose dropped two in a row to the Iowa Wild over the weekend 4-2 and 2-1 yesterday in Iowa. The Winnipeg Ice beat the Brandon Wheat Kings 4-1 at Wayne Fleming Arena yesterday. Ice will play their last four of six in the regular season in the Western Hockey League on home ice. Next action is tomorrow night in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Where the men are men and the sheep are scared. <laughs> what? Verdon Oil Caps beat the Selkirk Steelers last night 6-2 in the MJHL. In the MMJ, St. James beat Transcona 3-2. Stonewall beat the Raiders 6-1. Pembina Valley 7-2 over St. Boniface. And Charleswood beat River East 4-3. Next hour, we'll head to London, Ontario and check out the Briar Finals last night between Team Manitoba and Team Canada. What is it about Team Manitoba? Always taking the hard way to get into the finals. We did it in the Scotties. Did it in the Briar. All right, good answer. No, I don't, uh, I don't have an answer for you. I don't know. And, and we'll see how the Canadians did at the Players' Championship down in Florida. All that Coming up next hour in sports. Music news you can use with Dave Wheeler. For March 13th, 2023. In case nobody told you today, you're special. In case nobody made- Lizzo helped a couple get engaged during her show in Glasgow, Scotland on Wednesday night. She spotted a sign in the crowd saying, help my brother get married. Lizzo grabbed the phone and FaceTimed the person in question. Hey, Ryan, Grant has a question they want to ask you. Ryan, for the purposes that Lizzo is in front of us, will you marry me? (laughs) 
Lizzo's Glasgow show was the opening date of the UK leg of the special tour. Cause I'm already to find out you know how to forget me. Lewis Capaldi has taken part in a new trial for a wrist device to help those who have Tourette syndrome. Capaldi revealed his Tourette syndrome diagnosis last year, explaining he wanted to speak about it because he didn't want people to think he was taking cocaine. Capaldi told his followers during the stream about his experience with Tourette syndrome, which affects 1% of the population worldwide. Now, the new Opulse device that has been created to try and significantly reduce tics and has been described as life-changing and giving a significant reduction in tics. Capaldi was among 121 people to trial the device at the University of Nottingham, with researchers saying it helped Capaldi feel calmer, and the device clearly suppressed his head and shoulder tics, which can be quite painful for him. At a recent gig, fans took over a rendition of the singer's hit Someone You Love after the singer experienced his Tourette's tics. Earlier on his tour, Capaldi had to share a statement reassuring fans that he was absolutely fine after a video of him twitching on stage sparked concern. Sorry, baby. And finally, Shakira has celebrated a string of Guinness World Record wins with a performance of Bizzard Music Sessions Volume 53 on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. Guinness World Records confirmed that Shakira had achieved an additional 14 records. As it stands, Bizzer Music Sessions Volume 53 is the most streamed Latin track on Spotify in 24 hours, the most viewed Latin track on YouTube in 24 hours, and fastest Latin track to reach 100 million views on YouTube, and most streamed Latin track on Spotify in one week. That's music news you can use for March 13th, 2023. I'm Dave Wheeler. Wow, not bad for Shakira. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Making some bucks, making some dollar dollar bills. I think it's funny, though, that her ex that she dissed in that song in question, the uh, Bizzer Music Sessions Volume 54, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, he, uh, she took a shot at him saying that, uh, she trade, he traded in a Rolex for a Casio. Well, he just signed an exclusive deal with Casio. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Make the money when it falls on your lap, right? <laughs> That's awesome. Might as well. Might as well. I like the Lizzo story. Yeah, it was good, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. Lizzo helping out. That seems to be a trend nowadays. Help me get married. Help me get married. I've actually oh, yeah, been but it also enough. helps celebrities because then they get a viral video mm-hmm. that promotes sure. their concerts. <laughs> I actually um, was lucky enough to be part of a few engagement stories when I was man in the stands for the Manitoba Moose and Winnipeg Jets and doing a couple of, uh, we'll call them ambush engagements in, the, in front of 15,000 people. That was oh. fun. Oh, my gosh. If I was ever in that situation, because you think about that sometimes, what would you do if you were in that situation? And I've seen you've seen videos on um, on TikTok and stuff of people saying no. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna lie, for the embarrassment, person, I'd probably say yes, and then afterwards be like, "Hey, I didn't want to embarrass you, but no." Yeah, easier maybe just to say yes in the moment. Yeah, that's well, risky. That's ballsy. Is it so? <laughs> Well, I mean, listen, you could really dictate the, a game. You could bring down the whole the whole crowd if you say no. It's like, ooh. Or somebody throws Stop a beer at you trying to make a game or concert all about you and your dumb love. You say that until somebody does that to you, and then no. you're going to be like, oh, my God. No. It's so romantic. It was in front of everybody. I'm Not so everybody loved. wants marriage. 
I had this plan back in college with uh, one of my besties. Uh, her and I worked together in uh, for the Calgary Hitman actually when I was doing the man in the stands for them back at the in the Saddle Dome. And our plan was that I mean we were just good friends. And our plan was we were going to go for like a really expensive dinner at a really expensive restaurant. I was going to go get one of those like two dollar plastic rings that look really real. Mm-hmm. And in dinner, I was going to make a big thing out of it and ask her to marry me after we had finished up dinner, and then have her say no and run out of the restaurant crying. Oh my god! And then. And then hope and pray that they would come over and say, don't worry about it. We're going to take care of dinner. Like, we're really sorry this happened to you. We never went through with it, though. What if they didn't offer that? Well, then we would have been screwed. That's why we never went through with it. Because we didn't have enough money to collectively. Wow. We were both poor college students to be able to cover that kind of dinner. Oh. So we're just like, yeah, maybe maybe we won't throw caution into the wind on that one. <laughs> Probably could. I know this is a little far out, but Sunny Day, what about Sunny D? That brand is uh, currently under fire for a new drink that they released and uh, might make you laugh, might make you very excited. That's coming up in Wait What at 7.50. I pray to God it has something to do with Big D energy. <laughs> oh, that would be a good slogan. Now, I was uh, scrolling through the Energy 106 Instagram page the other day, and Tyler Carr, you did a three-year reference on the date in question of March, was it March 11th on Saturday, where oh. you took a picture from three years ago, last year, and this year, as far as the accumulation yeah. of snow that we've gotten. Mm-hmm. And three years ago, geez, we were, we were almost green. It was fif- almost 15 degrees. And then last year, it was uh, miserable. Yeah. And this year, kind of somewhere in between. Yeah, I would say more so closer to last year than the three-year mark. But yeah, yeah, it's, it was weird. It was because, so my friend Trevor, he takes the same picture in that same spot every year because it comes up on his Snapchat memories. Uh, and then he sends it to me and we always in, in the group and we always chat about it. So this is now the third year that he's done it. And I'm like, this is wild. So you have to keep doing this because it's so interesting to see that three years ago, we were 15 degrees with literally not a speck of snow anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, in saying that, my uh, my family and I are we're, we're ever optimists, and because my wife and I are homeschooling, my wife doing the bulk of it, but we uh, did a project with the kids over the weekend where we uh, not only did we build uh, raised boxes getting ready for the spring so we can start planting some stuff, we decided decided to start. And I got all these ideas from that guy on Instagram I was telling you about a couple of weeks ago. He's kind of like this this I don't know plant shaman, if you will, but he just has really good life hacks about. Uh, how to start little mini gardens, mm-hmm. how to take care of your plants. Like, for instance, after you you brush your animal, you should, uh, in the summertime, take that hair and put it in your plants because it keeps other animals away once they smell it. Really yeah. cool oh, yeah, hacks yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. So what we did is we've been saving all of our uh, uh, toilet paper and uh, paper towel rolls, and we've cut those down into little baby nurseries and then putting a little bit of soil in there and then starting off all our little plants in the house oh, that's and, getting the, and getting them ready for springtime when they're finally ready to go outside. So that was just, I don't know, call it agriculture yeah. 101. Sure. And and especially, you know, being in the prairies and trying to teach our kids, like, this is one of our major industries through the prairies mm-hmm. is agriculture and farming. Yeah. And I, I know it's on a much, 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 much smaller scale than what a lot of the people are doing out there in some of the uh, the rural areas of Manitoba. But I know that a lot of those farmers are chomping at the bit to get back on the combines and get back out on the cedars and get back, mm-hmm. back out on the, all, the, all the equipment. And uh, I really pray that this is a good season because they've had a couple bad ones in a row as yeah. far as water and flooding and frost and late season and early. And yeah, so I'm, I'm really... Fingers crossed. That's a that cute, that's they, a cute that idea they, to do homeschooling, though. That's That's very cute. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, to me, it's a lot more hands-on and better than actually just, you know, reading about it in a book. Yeah. yeah. 
mm-hmm. and actually have so they're growing they're growing mint they're growing oh. cucumbers uh they're growing uh some hot peppers for dad oh yes um what else oh some tomatoes and rosemary for mom and just a few things here and there aloe hot, plants and that hot kind of peppers stuff. for dad and rosemary for mom if that, yeah, of course. that doesn't <laughs> describe your personalities i don't know what will <laughs> yeah dave, honestly dave it's gets the bug. hot peppers and candace gets the nice rosemary Oh, now, Tyler, let me let me run this one past you. Uh, Candace and I were kind of going over our lesson plan for this week. She's like, "Okay, the boys need to research something and and have uh, to write it by the end of the week. What should they have to do a research project on?" And the first thought was, "Have them read the chrysalids." I read that when I was oh, in God. grade whatever. <laughs> and then I th- I thought, you know what? Uh, why don't you get uh, Why don't you get them to write on the the origins of of video games? Like Ooh, the first fun. one that came out when it was developed. At least it's something that they're interested in. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and at least they get to find out the history of maybe, something that they enjoy now. Maybe something that they could do too is write on the history of just Nintendo because I think it would shock them to find out that they were not a video game company first, and they actually just made trading cards and cards mm-hmm. like game cards, and then they evolved from there. It is interesting to go back and look i think that's a great idea i swear to god if they put that in their report i'm gonna know that you wrote it for them i have well i do have their email addresses now so i'll (laughs) send them some research this morning did you chat gpt or did you chat tyler carr (laughs) okay that is actually weird you brought that up and i don't want to switch gears too much but my mom said that in high school now like in her high school they teachers are they're implementing systems to find out if students are using the chat gdp to write their essays or not south park's uh whole episode this past week was all about that and how people were using them in schools and then how all the boys that had girlfriends in class the reason why they had their girlfriends is because they were using the ai chat to respond to their girlfriends messages hence it was saying like sweet romantic nothings to them <laughs> it's yikes good episode well, the question is, I mean, and not not to take too far away from the schooling thing, but I mean, if you get some sweet nothing whispered into your ear, does it really matter how where it's from on how it makes you feel? No, not really. It's nicer if you think it's from somebody you like, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, listen, it's no different than in my generation where we would literally quote a paragraph and maybe even pages from Encyclopedia Britannica and hand in an essay on World War Two. Yeah, exactly. That, that one is a lot easier to find, obviously. But I'm curious to know if your mom could give you a little more insight on what some of those mm-hmm. protocols are to kind of keep an eye and monitor. Well, even if there's any teachers in Winnipeg that are starting to implement that, call the loud line because I'm actually quite curious to see like how that works and how you would because you, you the the AI is there. Kids can use it to write essays now. So like, how are you making sure that they didn't use that to write an essay? When they're handing that back in, it's weird. Or even poetry in English, literally anything. Or you had to read this book and summarize it in so many paragraphs. How do you know that that's not AI? How do you know that that's your student? Yeah, and and I'm uh, we, we've already found out when we had this conversation last month about real estate agents instead of writing the same old description for a house, right? This cozy little two bedroom bungalow in the heart of St. James. You know, they're using ChatGPT to write something a little more flashy. Mm-hmm. For people to see, and hopefully it, it grips them a little bit more. So yeah, it's uh, it's being used in interesting ways, and I'm curious to know any teachers out there, like Tyler said, any mm-hmm. teachers out there, what kind of uh, structure are you implementing to find out if those kids are using that Chat GPT or not? Mm-hmm. You can call the loud line at two zero four four seven eight eight zero four zero. We'll get to that in about ten minutes. But a very special version of Guaranteed Gaga yes. coming up right at seven a.m. We're the only radio station in the world to give you Guaranteed Gaga. And because of her last minute addition to the, to the, what do you, the event last night, the, the Oscars. Oscars. Yeah. It was a last minute addition. She showed up and she did 
Hold My Hand from the Top Gun soundtrack. Not only are we going to play you the Oscars version of that, Tyler's reaction when he watched it live last night. <laughs> Coming up in five minutes here on Wheeler in the Morning. Count how many oh my gods are in there. Just put your paws up. Hey, this is Lady Gaga. Woo! Wheeler in the Morning presents Guaranteed Gaga on Energy 106. Hold my hand. Everything will be okay. Oh my god. I heard from the heavens that clouds have been gray. Oh my. Pull me close. Wrap me in your aching arms. I see that you're hurting. Why'd you take so long? Oh, this is beautiful. To tell me you need me. I see that you're bleeding. You don't need to show me again. Oh my God, she looks so good. But if you decide to, I'll ride in this life with you. I won't let go till the end. <sighs> so cry tonight but don't you let go of my hand you can cry every last year I won't leave till I understand promise me just hold my hand hold my I was not expecting this. (laughs) This is stunning. Oh my god, yes. Oh, she looks so happy. Oh, she looks so good. Yes, take that earpiece out. Oh my god, give us vocals. Come on. Yeah! Oh, girl, come on. You knew you had to come. Oh my god, these vocals are so good. Oh, she looks stunning right now. So stunning. I heard from the if you're just tuning in, that was uh, Tyler Carr's live reaction as he recorded himself watching Lady Gaga's performance of Hold My Hand at the Oscars last night for Guaranteed Gaga here on Wheeler in the Morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. Tyler Carr, explain this mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. She shows up at the Oscars. She's on the red carpet. She's wearing a beautiful dress. She's got all her makeup done up. She's sitting in the audience. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel gives her a shout out very early on. Lady Gaga is here. She claps. She waves. She's really happy. Uh, And then 
She goes backstage, <laughs> removes everything, everything, rips off all the makeup. Okay, puts on a ripped pair of jeans <laughs> yeah. and a t-shirt inside out, and then performs. Two two things. Number one, that's why I love her because she always does something <laughs> that you're not going to expect. And number two, the way that she set up the performance was actually to symbolize how she wrote the song, which was kind of in her basement, very like impromptu, just jamming with, with the pop. boys, mm-hmm. yeah, and just was playing the guitar with everybody, and that's kind of kind of what she was going for. It was crazy though because she had so much makeup on on the red carpet she looks so good i have no idea how she got that off i have yeah, no idea how she got that off and then after the performance she changed into a third outfit and put her makeup back on just to sit back down in the audience like that's only something gaga would do mm-hmm. that's so, now, so much work mm-hmm. i will say as far as the performance when she started off i was like uh-oh because I, I know i remember you saying last week she's like she's not performing she's right. busy doing joker too she doesn't have time to rehearse and i'm like oh boy Tyler's prediction is coming to fruition because it started off kind of shaky. Right. And, and I found that she was not holding true to the song. And, th- and then when she got into that higher register and the, the bass kicked in and the drums and the piano started getting heavy, I'm like, all right, that sounds better. I think she was really, really going for like a performance showcasing how she was writing it. So I think like from the beginning to the end, you saw her process mm-hmm. and how she got so confident with it and everything. Yeah, it was great. I think her and Rihanna, I mean, all the performances last night were actually quite good, to be honest. Uh, she didn't win. She didn't no. win, though. No, but no. I, I kind of guessed that. That was going to go to that TikTok song. So <laughs> it had to. All the, the ticky-tockies. Yeah, so... Uh, just shy of an hour here, we'll go through a few of the major winners. There was pretty much only one. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was there was one that dominated. The one that dominated. Have you guys seen that film? No, but it's on my list now. Well, I okay. Well, we can debate after you watch it. Then I have thoughts. I just based on your body language, you didn't like it. <sighs> I have thoughts. It's I didn't not like it. I just it's just. A little overrated. I don't know. Not according to the Academy. We'll talk more about that coming up here in just shy of an hour. Before we get into the loud line, we got to say a great big congratulations to our latest bakery buddy winner, Melissa Choptuck. Congratulations. There you go. Melissa Choptuck, you've got yourself a $50 gift certificate to Guns Bakery. Hooray! You could be a a bakery buddy, too. All you have to do is sign up on our website, energy106.ca. We'll get uh, Jimmy Kimmel was hosting the Oscars last night. We'll we'll have some highlights from his 14-minute opening monologue coming up after we do the loud line. So let's do that. Wheeler in the Morning presents your voice on Energy 106. The Loud Line, 204-478-8040. Good morning, wake-up crew. I have a special day today. It's my bestie's birthday, Janice. It's her birthday. I'm not going to say how old she is, but a big (laughs) shout out for Janice. Happy, 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 happy birthday. I hope you have a great day. And for the rest of you guys, hugs and kisses. Bye now. Thanks, Martha. That's how you know you have a real friend. Calls Mm -hmm. a voicemail to a radio station, so then it broadcasts your birthday. Love that. Okay, next call here on the loud line. Ooh, go with this one. Hi, I'm phoning in to find out the place there for the work. I heard it on uh, like a trade that you want to take, and I'd like to know again where to apply. Thank you. It's before March 24th or something. I just got the last bit of it. So the, uh, That's a commercial. That we had on last week. Oh, 
I remember the tail end of it as well. Um, huh. What was the tail end of it? The tail end of it was like, uh, uh, that doesn't help. Apply <laughs> by March, whatever. Mm. Um, hmm. Okay, well, if we hear it, we'll yeah, let you we'll know again. It. Oh no, hang on a second. We got to do better than that. We got to do better. I, than I'm that. looking at the schedule right now. I don't. I don't know if it's if it was the one that played last week and like the week before, but maybe it's not. It's not on anymore. I'm not mm. sure. We haven't. I'm pretty sure it was for uh, for an electrical apprenticeship. Yeah, was that the one? If I remember correctly. If I remember correctly. Okay, yeah, wait. Just... Uh, I don't know. Mm. We can. Uh, we'll we look... will look into yeah, that. We'll look into we that. should yes. have looked into that beforehand, but we will get on that. We promise. Yeah. Hi, guys. So I was just thinking, I live alone. I have a dog and I have a cat. And then anytime anyone comes over, I have to, like, really filter myself and make sure I'm not talking to myself. Because, or, like, the animals. I talk to the animals all the time. Tyler Carr, I think you live by yourself, right? Yep. And do you talk to your animals a lot? Or it <laughs> be like... When people come over, you have a hard time not talking to your animals? Or is that just me? I talk to my dog and my cat in front of people, like full-on conversations. 100%. One-sided conversations. It's crazy, the conversations I have with them and the looks they give me. I love them. They're really cute. Like, mm-hmm. how card do you talk to your cat? You must. I feel like you totally do. Absolutely, I do. Yeah, there's... It's I, I have full on conversations with him and it, it even continues when my friends come over before we went to the Scream 6 premiere on Friday. Um, my friends came over and we all of us were talking to Pixel. We were all having conversations with him. He didn't respond to anything, obviously, a, but he responded he, in his own way. The more you talk to your animals, the more they will talk back. I promise. Yeah, you. he does meow. He does meow quite a bit. You can call the uh, loud line. Oh, no, hang on. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I was going to say, I don't think this is the exact one, but I'm just on the Manitoba Hydro site. Uh, and it says indigenous power electrician, mechanical technician, pre-placement program. The 12 month program provides indigenous applicants with trades related experience and skills to help successfully compete for a position in the power electrician or mechanical technician apprenticeship programs. Uh, so they will, they will educate you. So just go to the Manitoba Hydro website and they have a very similar program running. There you go. Call the loud line anytime. Here's the number. Okay. We're just coming off the heels of the loud line. And there was a question that came in regarding an ad that we were running. Uh, we found the ad. This yeah. is the one in question looking for tradespeople. Have a listen. This is the one that you're talking about. Go. <laughs> Begin your career as an electrician with First Peoples Development, Inc. and IBEW. They're offering a construction electrician pre-employment program in Winnipeg over 10 months beginning March 27th. Tuition is free. Preference will be given to First Nation members. To learn more about the construction electrician pre-employment program, including prerequisites and how to apply, please visit the FPDI Facebook page or fpdinc.ca. If you have Disney Plus, you've uh, probably already watched Miley Cyrus's new special, which is the backyard sessions of her brand new album, Endless Summer. That album dropped on Friday, and it's, uh, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. 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 And the special is really, really, really well done. And it's not long. It's like 40-something minutes. She looks so good in it. I just love hearing her talk. She did the same thing as she did backyard sessions for her last record, too, if I remember correctly. Probably. Yeah, it makes sense. It's very her vibe. Yeah, big time. Yeah. We are going to really dive into the Oscars. We've got a lot of audio for you, including Jimmy Kimmel and his opening monologue, uh, a few acceptance speeches, and we'll dive into the big winner of the night. We won't spoil it for you yet. If you didn't watch it, all that coming up after 8 o'clock, but we thought we'd give you a little taste. Now, Jimmy Kimmel, I used to follow this guy back when he was doing the man show, back when he was hosting Win Ben Stein's Money. 
I've been following this guy. And then he got the uh, the, 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 the Jimmy Kimmel Live mm-hmm. on, uh, and he just kind of, he he's his comedy has changed a lot, but he's a lot safer now than he used to be, which is why I think he got the Oscar gig. Like, there's no way they're hiring uh, the guy that did the the Golden Globes, Ricky Gervais. Oh, no. There's no, there's <laughs> no, no Oscars no. is too prestigious for yeah, that. No. So Jimmy Kimmel, safe bet. The majority of the people in the audience he's had in his studio before for an interview, so we know he's not going to be too offensive mm-hmm. and he opened up the oscars last night with this this is i think a great piece of oscar trivia 31 years ago in 1992 brendan fraser and kiwi kwan were in a movie together remember which movie it was encino man two actors from encino man are nominated for oscars What an incredible night this must be for the two of you, and what a very difficult night for Pauly Shore. <laughs> Classic movie in Sino Man. Classic movie. And he followed that up with, we might as well reboot Biodome. Yeah. There were a lot of jokes about reboots and also how long the Oscars are. Yeah. There's a lot of jokes about they that. They are very long. He had, uh, he had a couple good zingers last night. We'll get into more of those after 8 o'clock, but here's another one for you. Seth, what are you on right now? Be honest. Nothing? Seth Rogen. Mushrooms, right? Mushrooms. <laughs> Did you give one to Steven? Give him one. Let's see what happens. Maybe he'll make something crazy. <laughs> Steven claims he's never even smoked weed, which I find hard to believe. You mean to tell me you were sober when you made a movie about an alien who eats Reese's Pieces all day and <laughs> can't remember how to phone home? You were high as a bike when you made that movie. <laughs> Steven is the first director to be nominated in six different decades. That's for insane. Wow. That's insane. Wow. Steven Spielberg, six different Jeez. decades. Okay, so I think so the 20s, the 10s, the 2000s, the 90s, the 80s, and the 70s. That's insane. That's, mm-hmm. that's yeah. There's, oh, and, yeah. and John Williams was there. John Williams was there, who is 91 years old. And uh, actually scored oh, yeah. Steven Spielberg's movie. Yeah. He has been nominated over 50 times and has won five Oscars. And Jimmy Kimmel said, you know, when you think about that, that's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, but didn't you make the joke to him being like, yeah, we got to get to his award first because you don't know how much time you have left or something. Yeah, yeah, you made exactly. some old joke to him. Yeah. yeah. Well, what I, what I love too is like John Williams, 91 years old and he still scores. Yeah. <laughs> he scores movies. Yeah. Yeah. More from Jimmy Kimmel. We'll have a few acceptance speeches. How did the Canadians do at the Oscars last night? We'll tell you about that more in the primetime hour news feed with Jasmine Lane. I'll have sports for you coming up here in 10 minutes. This is the news feed. Wheeler in the morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. Well, there is one major thing that Seth Rogen has credited his success to, and it has nothing to do with talent. We're going to fill you in on that after this. First, parents who adopt or use a surrogate will soon have access to a new parental benefit where they can spend as much as 15 weeks at home with their children once they arrive. So it'll be similar to mat leave. What? They don't get anything right now? Nada. Hmm. Felt the same way. Some of the people upset with the glitch that told them they'd won $10,000 from Tim Hortons are now looking into their legal options. Though some lawyers have said that with the 30-page fine print that Tim Hortons has for roll-up to win, there's a pretty good chance they have covered themselves for anything like this in it. Yeah, sucks. Seth Rogen credited being childless to his success. (laughs) 
He said not having to raise children allowed him to focus all his time and energy on work. He also said that as he and his wife have gotten older, they've both felt more and more positively and confident and happy about their decision not to have children. I read that article over the weekend, and, and listen, you don't want to have kids, don't have kids. Yeah. My brother and his fiance don't have kids. Jennifer Aniston said it well. She goes, one thing that you're taking out of the equation is that we have friends that have kids, and you're involved in kind totally. of helping to raise them, like an aunt or an uncle. You're not mm-hmm. there all the time, but it doesn't mean that you're not influencing these young children. And just because you decide not to have children doesn't mean you're lesser of a human, doesn't mean that you're lesser of a spouse, doesn't mean that you're lesser of anything. You just make a choice, mm-hmm. and that's totally okay. You can, you can be dinks, yeah. double income. Yeah. No kids. Yeah. It, it sounds wonderful. <laughs> it does. Oh, my God. It sounds amazing. <laughs> but then you wouldn't get those cute little hugs at the end of the night. Yes, you oh, those, do when you those, see your friends and stuff. Those are worth their weight in gold. And honestly, I I love the fact that if, if my wife and I would have met earlier, we probably would have had five or six. But because we didn't Jeez. meet until our God. late 20s and we didn't have, have to start having kids until our early 30s, two was good. That's a lot of kids. A lot of kids. That's a dream. Okay. 2023, Tim Hortons Briar wrapped up last night in London, Ontario with Brad Gushu and Team Canada in the finals. And of course, Manitoba took the hard way to get there, having to beat Brendan Botcher in the page playoff to get to the finals Finals after blowing an easy curl to the button in the one-two page. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. In the one-two page playoff. Yeah, Trevor, my friend, snapped me all the highlights. And, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, 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 literally, that's, that's how know. you practice. You I just, know, you just practice throwing it to the button and he launched it through the house. <sighs> okay. Come on, dude. It's okay. Anyways. Nonetheless, the two best teams at the Briar this year were in the finals. Tied 3-3 after seven ends. Team Canada scores three in the seventh. Manitoba responds and pulls within one in the ninth and forced Brad Gushu to make a tough final shot to win the game. And he did, scoring one in the tenth for a 7-5 final over Team Manitoba. Credit to Matt Dunstone for keeping it together as well as he did when the media talked to him, like, literally the second he stepped off the ice. <laughs> don't, don't really know what to say. Um, just uh, really, really proud of my team, what we did. I mean, we were down and out after the eighth end. We made him throw a tough shot to win the Briar. I mean, just speaks volumes about uh, about this team. Yeah, That's a good answer for just mm-hmm. dealing with that. Yeah, and then they kept asking him question to question. You can tell he's like, I just want to go to my locker room and cry. Yeah, literally, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Gotta go pound a drink in the back. Gushu keeps the Canada Uni and will represent Canada at the Men's World Championships in Ottawa starting April 1st. Go Team Canada. I know it's all said and done. We would have loved to have seen Dunstone, but Brad Gushu, he's been good for Team Canada. He's a likable guy, so... If anyone had to be in there, aside from Matt Dunstone, I'm had Gushu's in. I'm glad Gushu's in. Players' Championship on the PGA Tour, the unofficial fifth major from the stadium course in Florida. Three hole-in-ones this past weekend on the iconic on the iconic 17th hole. Last year's Masters champion and most boring guy in the world, Scotty Scheffler. Honestly, this guy is so boring, his pronouns are ho-hum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty Scheffler is so boring, somebody stole his identity and then gave it back. Oh. Scotty Scotty Scheffler is so boring, his favorite TV show is Zoom meetings. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The the only time this guy gets intense is when he's camping. (laughs) That was good. I can't. That was good. What is happening? Scotty Scheffler took a two-shot lead into the final round of the players. And the Scheffler victory train just keeps on rolling. What a finish to save it. And back on top of the world.
Five-shot win for Scheffler, who picks up $4.5 million with the win. Top Canadians were Adam Hadwin and Adam Spenson, who tied for 13th and each cash a check for just shy of $450,000. The Valspar Championship is up next on the tour from the Copperhead Course in Palm Harbor, Florida. The World Baseball Classic, a good appetizer before we hit the Major League Baseball season, had Team Canada see its first taste of competition for the tournament facing Great Britain. Now, do me a favor. Mm -hmm. Do me a favor. You're on your Google machine? Yeah. Uh, The Great Britain team, talk about boring, they did no effort in designing their jerseys. Like, they literally took a Microsoft Word font and then printed it on a dot matrix onto the jerseys. What do I Google? Google Great Britain World Baseball Classic jerseys. Oh, gosh. Honestly, it looks like eat taint. It does. It does. <laughs> this is the best. This is a very funny sports feed. I'm enjoying what, what, this. Like no creativity whatsoever. I, I don't mind them. Just because it's they're, simple, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of nice. It's kind of you know exactly who they are. They yeah. they're not annoying. They should have just wrote Scotty Scheffler across the front. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate them actually. Great Britain, who printed their jerseys on a dot matrix printer, they got off to a pretty hot start yesterday. First pitch, smoked, right field, deep, gone. Hello, Edward Julien, one of the top prospects that Canada has produced over the last few years. That was Canada's response to Great Britain's hot start as the eight runs were scored in the first inning. 18-8 win for Canada over the 8-taint, a.k.a. Great Britain. Horrible, horrible jerseys. Canada back at it tonight at the World Baseball Classic against the United States of America. That's going to be a tough one. 9 p.m. Central start time from Chase Field in Phoenix. Toronto Raptors lost to the L.A. Lakers Friday night in L.A. 122-112. Raptors are back home tomorrow night at Scotiabank Arena hosting the Denver Nuggets. And Bianca Andreescu is in action today at the Indian Wells Tennis Tournament in California, taking on Iga Swiatek in round of 32. Felix Oje Aliasim takes on Argentina's Francisco Sarandolo on the men's side. From the big screen to the small screen, he talks about it all. It's Talking Movies with Brian Lataki on Energy 106. You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we ask the age-old question... What's your favorite scary movie? With Scream 6. It's for you. Strange that you and I have never spoken on the phone. This is long overdue. What is this place? A shrine. (laughs) Did you miss me? Keep coming after us. Maybe he gets to win this time. We've got to lure him in. In the next installment, the survivors of the ghost-faced killings leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter in New York City. Written by the team of James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick and directed by Matt Bentinelli-Olpin and Tyler Gillette, Scream 6 stars Courtney Cox as Gail Weathers, Melissa Barrera as Sam Carpenter, Jenna Ortega as Tara Carpenter, Jasmine Savoy-Brown as Mindy Meeks-Martin, Mason Gooding as Chad Meeks-Martin, Skeet Ulrich as Billy Loomis, Roger Jackson as The Voice, Dermot Mulroon 
Tony as Detective Bailey and features Jack Champion, Josh Segarra, Liana Liberto, Devin Nakoda, Hayden Panettiere, and Samara Weaving. When Scream first started in the good old days of 1996, it acted as a major reset in the world of horror. Prior to Jamie Kennedy blatantly spelling out the rules, the majority of horror movies followed the same tropes film after film, franchise after franchise. And the series continued to do that, leading into its sixth entry, and somehow was once again successful. Story-wise, Scream 6 is a great movie, especially considering that this is the sixth film in a meta-horror franchise. This time out, we lose franchise lead Nev Campbell, aka Sidney Prescott, and continue our focus on the Carpenter sisters. There's still rules that need to be followed, and there's still a giant twist at the end, but that's really where the similarities come to an end. This is a new ghost face that isn't afraid of using shotguns or hiding in plain sight, mask and knife in hand. The kills are gruesome and very well done, the gore is present, but it's not over the top, and the twist was actually pretty satisfying. Acting-wise, again, it's pretty darn good. Mason Gooding has a much bigger role this outing and gets to shine a lot like his dad used to, and as expected, Jenna Ortega and Melissa Barrera were both very wonderful. The killer did a wonderful job, and although you may be able to guess who it is, after all, this is just a giant horror whodunit, their change at the end when they show their true colors was just great acting. Set-wise, I wish so much wasn't given away during the trailers, but seeing so many Easter eggs in a movie had me a little giddy. There's a ton of nods to classic and modern horror, including a certain family that has a daughter named after a specific day of the week. as well as a ton of callbacks and props from previous entries in the Scream franchise. If you are a fan of the previous movies, there is a ton of fun to be had in this movie. Overall, Scream 6 is a solid entry into an already great franchise. While it still doesn't get the respect on its name like Nightmare of Friday, this outing is certainly a solid argument for why it should be. I am comfortably shifting the Scream franchise into my top 5 horror franchise for sure following the conclusion of this movie. I give Scream 6 an A. Now is your chance to win tickets and treats to Landmark Cinema's Grant Park. All you need to do is text your name for a chance to win to 204-452-1061 right now because we're hooking one lucky listener up with movie tickets, popcorn, and a drink to Landmark Cinema's Grant Park. And maybe I'll see you at the movies. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, you know you're like the 10th guy to try this, right? It never works out for the dip in the mask. No fighting. Energy 106, all the hits. That's Shakira, 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 who moves. Oh, her hips don't lie. Mm-hmm. And she's doing good. She's doing good. Good for yep. her. I mentioned, I mentioned it earlier. I'll mention it again. That song in question, um, where she takes a shot at her ex who dumped her for like a girl half his age. She said you traded in a Rolex for a Casio. Her ex, Gerard Piquet, has signed an exclusive deal with Casio. <laughs> of course. Absolutely hilarious. Which uh, you know, back in the day, was a uh, pretty good, uh, pretty good watch. Still is. They make a lot of uh, digital watches and stuff, and they were one of the first on the market to have like a really cool digital watch that you could have a little calculator on it and stuff. Those Casios were good back in the day. You could have but a I'm calculator telling you, on your watch. Yeah, you have to take them off during math exams. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Okay. Hey, well, listen. You guys think that you're the first ones to have stuff taken away from you? You can't use your phone during exam. It's happening to us back in the '80s. Back in the '80s, we had to take off our, our calculator watches, our Casios. In order to take a math test, <laughs> it happens. Believe that. It's not like today, though, where killer robots are following you around department stores. No, don't even get me started. You're going to trigger me. Why would you say that? 
Because <laughs> I saw one of your TikToks over the My weekend. My God, why would you say that? I'm actually mad now. Because stupid Glenn, the dumb robot in Walmart, has actually made me so mad. What? And if you don't believe me at this point, because if you don't know this, the self-cleaning robots in Walmart have eyes and names. Yeah. And the gl- one then in Walmart, in the Transcona Walmart, his name is Glenn. And him and I have a beef for like the last few months. And I went to Walmart this weekend. I'm not even joking you. And I have video evidence that I'm actually going to share too on the Energy 106 page. He stopped all the traffic in Walmart and wouldn't move. And everybody had to go around the robot. And as you're going around him, his eyes would look. His eyes would look. And so that's, I have, I'm I'm confident. Yeah, just said that. And, but like eyes, eyes. Yes. And I'm confident that he's out to get everybody. And you can make your own judgment. At this point, you can believe me or you don't have to believe me. Go watch the video. I'm going to post it. You can go look. He stopped right in the middle of an aisle. And everybody had to go around him, and he didn't move. And he was just looking at everybody with his eyes. He's not a good person. He's not a good well, robot. B- because he knows that you were there, and he knows that you killed a Tamagotchi that he was related to. I'm going to find the power source to what those robots are. I'm going to start shutting them off. Speed him up. We, we blocked out the sun to kill the robots. There's nothing. And I don't know. If you are a Walmart employee, let me know. Have you had an altercation with at work? Like... What's the HR policy for a robot at work? That's what I want to know because he's out, he's out to no good. Mm. Speaking of Walmart, real quick, before we get into Wait What with Jasmine Lane and the primetime hour coming up here right away, we'll have more uh, more Oscar uh, audio for you, including uh, some Canadians that did pretty well. But 260 uh, Walmart stores in the United States closed down. Oh, whoa, why? I didn't hear about that. Yeah, so it, it was in kind of in the areas where, you know, you've seen a lot of those smash and grabs and just people then not paying for stuff and just walking in, filling up their carts and walking out. Those are the locations they closed down because they weren't making any money. Damn. Yeah, they're just like, well, there's no point in keeping these open. Like, listen, the, we don't, we do not have a red cross above our door. We are not a charity. We're a business trying to make money, and if these businesses aren't making money, we're shutting them down. Which sucks because a lot of people lost their jobs there, and a lot of yeah. people stopped getting free stuff. Oh. Mm. Yikes! Yeah. Yikes. All right, let, let's do wait what? Yeah. Wait what? Wheeler in the morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. Remember Sunny D. The drink, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, everyone, course, yeah. fond so, memories. Your mom has Sunny D. She's the coolest. <laughs> I grew course. up poor, but I remember Sunny D was like, whew, if we ever had that in the lunch kit, that was a good day. And uh, they're feeling the wrath of the internet right now because Sunny D turned itself into a vodka seltzer. And people are mad about this because Sunny D was marketed to kids. But... Those kids are now adults, so if anything, this is kind of genius marketing, if you think about it. Yeah, it doesn't mean the drink's going to be good. Yes, it does. It's Sunny D. It's no. going to be great. You're it, not a Sunny D guy? No, I love Sunny D, but I, you add vodka and Sunny D, I just... Yes. How is it any different than vodka and any other seltzer? Yeah, oh, just, I think it would be good. Eh, well, it's just like adding vodka to anything. Yeah. And then it, it just tastes like that drink. With vodka, People I think it's take one of those vodka shots and enjoy them. Yeah, there's there's uh, something to be said about nostalgia, but everybody will buy it. Doesn't mean it's going to be good. I think it's going to be great. Sunny D vodka seltzer, let's go, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, the Oscar goes <laughs> to mm-hmm. the guy in the garbage can, the Grouch. Ah, ah. Oscars were last night down in Los Angeles, California. The uh, did any of you watch the red carpet at all? Did, mm-hmm. did you watch any the of the Oscars? Champagne yes. carpet, the, yeah, from the beginning to the end, glued. Now, did that? Did they do the champagne carpet because uh, red is like a you know like like a bull? The bull sees red, they go crazy, and they didn't want any more violence there. Is that why? I don't is know. That why? 
I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure either. Yeah, was- because it, that's the whole idea is like you, you roll out the red carpet. Right. I think uh, <laughs> I think Colin Jost uh, said it best on Weekend Update over the weekend on Saturday Night Live when he says, uh, I don't know about you, but when I switch from red wine to champagne, I turn into a bee. <laughs> they said that they experimented with other darker colors, but ultimately decided on champagne for no reason other than it looked good. All right, whatever. Yeah. I'm sort of stuck with the red carpet. Uh, speaking of violence at the Oscars, that's, uh, we're going to have a whole bunch of audio here coming up here, and uh, there's a few things I want to touch on. But uh, Jimmy Kimmel, we knew he said he was going to address it. Mm-hmm. He said he was going to address it as far as what would happen if there was any violence, like what happened last year. And he did it in a very long opening monologue. There wasn't a song and dance number like some other people have done. It was just a straight 14-minute, very similar to what he does on Jimmy Kimmel Live. It was very yeah. interesting. It was good. All right. We'll, we'll get to that audio here in a sec. Let's, yeah. let's, let's roll through. If, out of the 14 minutes, these are the highlights that I was able to pull, the stuff that I thought was kind of funny. And then we had the big one, the long, long, long-awaited Avatar, The Way of Water, which gave the director, the producer... Jim Cameron, another opportunity to do what he loves to do more than anything else, drowning Kate Winslet. (laughs) The sequel to Avatar, it's the most expensive movie ever made. Disney spent $2 billion on this movie. Just to break even, all of Nick Cannon's kids had to see Avatar four times. (laughs) And they did, I guess. James Cameron is not here, uh, by the way, tonight. You know know a show is too long when even James Cameron can't sit through it. Some of the cynics are saying Jim Cameron isn't here because he didn't get a Best Director nomination. And uh, while I find it very hard to believe about a man of such deep humility, he does have a point. I mean, how does the Academy not nominate the guy who directed Avatar? What do they think he is, a woman? <laughs> what a... I like how everybody was Thank like, you, do, do, we, do we clap or do we... What do we well, do? at first it was like, oof, and then all the girls were like, yeah, no, wait, he's got a yeah, point. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done, Jimmy. Yeah. And he Kim- went on, took shots at not only uh, hmm. Jim Cameron for not being there, but for uh, Tom Cruise as well. It was some year for diversity and inclusion. We have nominees from every corner of Dublin. <laughs> Five Irish actors are nominated tonight, which means the odds of another fight on stage just went way up. <laughs> I, th- I think this is the clip where he takes a shot at uh, Tom Cruise. Okay. Tom Cruise yeah. with his shirt off in that beach football scene. Mm-hmm. L. Ron Hubba Hubba. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, Tom and James Cameron didn't show up tonight. The two guys who insisted we go to the theater didn't come to the theater. It's true. That's, That's a pretty good point. That's funny. That's funny. That's a pretty good point. point. Is, is there is there one clip left? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's another clip from Jimmy. Okay, okay so this is, this should be the last clip where he talks about uh, he makes doesn't make reference to the slap, but we all know what he was talking about. This is a good Hollywood story. Before they started, oh no, this isn't it. This isn't it. Next one. Next yeah. So hang on. That's the one about. Uh, okay. Yeah. This is the one about about the Elvis movie. Check this oh, one. Okay. Out. This is a good Hollywood story. Before they started shooting Elvis, Tom Hanks gave Austin a vintage typewriter as a gift, and in it, Tom wrote he left a note written from Colonel Tom Parker to Elvis. So then Austin used the typewriter to write Tom back as Elvis Presley, and they got to know each other by sending letters back and forth as Elvis and Tom, which just goes to show you how incredibly silly this all is. (laughs) (laughs) 
That was He's good. not wrong. No, that was good. You, you spend a lifetime playing pretend. Yeah. Okay, you want to play this last one here? Yeah, here we go. Okay. If anyone in this theater commits an act of violence at any point during the show, you will be awarded the Oscar for Best Actor. Yikes. And permitted to give a 19-minute long speech. No, but seriously, the Academy has a crisis team in place. If anything unpredictable or violent happens during the ceremony, just do what you did last year. Nothing. <laughs> Sit there and do absolutely nothing. Yeah. Maybe even give the assailant a hug. Yeah. Oh my that God. was a really great way to address that. <laughs> and then it's actually it's like, if you want to if you want to come at me, if I tell some jokes you don't like, you got to go through Apollo Creed. Yeah. And he pointed at Michael B. Jordan. You got to go through the Mandalorian and yeah. pointed at uh, Pedro Pascal and just went through a bunch of like uh, sluggers. And then roles that they played, I thought that was pretty good. Now, when it comes to the awards, when it comes to the, there was a couple of really cool moments. Now, one, I don't know if you guys will quite get, but the, for the record, everywhere, everything, all at once, uh, we dominated. Won like, everything yeah. all at once. It's dominated. Won, it's won every award show since it came out. Like, it's yeah. just been a success through and through. So, so this is high on my list as far as, you know, to watch. Um, I, I wanted to watch it before. Now I, I'm going to move it up in, in my priority list to watch it sooner than later. Now, Kehu Kwan w- won an award for best supporting actor, I believe, right? Sure. Okay. So <laughs> now he won. They, they won so much. It's, yeah, they, it's hard yeah, to keep they track. Did, they did. You got to keep in mind, this guy has been out of the spotlight for so long, but I remember him when he was playing short round next to Harrison Ford in the Indiana Jones movies. Okay. When he was just a kid. Oh, now when everything all at once won for best picture, he was the first one up on stage. Harrison Ford presented that award. Okay. Aww. Harrison Ford presented. Now he's, he's right at the stairs and he's like, come on, everybody, let's go. And then he jumps up on stage. Jamie Lee Curtis right behind him. And then he sees Harrison Ford and he gives the old like, ha! And Harrison Ford's like, ha! That's and they cute. ran over and they hugged each other and they just had like this just amazing moment of Indiana Jones and short round being reunited after like 40 years. And Damn. it was. As a fanboy, I yeah. started tearing up. I'm like, oh, this is everything I wanted. <laughs> like, that moment right there did it for me. Like, that was the moment of the Oscars That's where I cute. went, this was worth it. That's cute. That's really cute. Now, Jamie Lee Curtis, who they even point out in this in this clip here. Do you have, do you have that, that clip ready to go? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, she, when she is up for, for best uh, performance at the Oscars against some pretty heavy hitters, including one of her co-stars mm-hmm. of uh, Everything All at Once. And this is how it went down. And the Oscar goes to... Jamie Lee Curtis! (laughs) (laughs) Jamie Lee Curtis made her big screen debut in the horror classic Halloween. 45 years later, she was an executive producer on the final installment, Halloween Ends. To all of the people who have supported the genre movies that I have made for all these years, the thousands and hundreds of thousands of people. We just won an Oscar together. And my mother and my father were both nominated for Oscars in different categories. I just won an Oscar. Well, well deserved. I'm shocked that's her first. 
First time nominated. I'm 45 shocked. years in the industry. Mm-hmm. First time nominated one for one. Good for Jamie Lee Curtis, who again has just, we've seen her in everything. Like you, you don't think you've seen her in stuff, but you've seen her in stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was even in Scream Queens. Yeah. Like, oh, that's she's right. She was in Freaky Friday. Yeah. Which I just rewatched this weekend. Uh, now, of course, the big winner, and uh, the, the, basically this is what you heard. It doesn't matter what the award was. This is what you heard all night long. And the Oscar goes to everything, everywhere, <laughs> all at once. Yeah, just, just cleaned up, cleaned up. But when people thought that they were going to go for the clean sweep, not so fast. When it came to best actor, a Canadian mm-hmm. managed to grab that one. Check it out. And the Oscar goes to Brendan Fazer. So this is what the multiverse looks like. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I thank the Academy for this honor and for our studio, A24, for making such a bold film. And I'm grateful to Darren Aronofsky for throwing me a creative lifeline and hauling me aboard the good ship, The Whale. Gentlemen, you laid your whale-sized hearts bare so that we could see into your souls like no one else could do. And it is my honor to be named alongside you in this category. Now, I have two things to say. Two Mm -hmm. things to say. Okay. Number one. Welcome back, Brandon Fraser, mm-hmm. and go make another mummy movie. Yes, let's go, please, please, let's go, and another Encino Man. I've never, I don't know what that is. Oh, put it, put it on your list. But it, it, it's horribly awesome. Horribly really awesome. I yeah. feel so eager to watch that now. All right, maybe skip it. Maybe <laughs> skip it. Uh, the Oscars overall, it was long as predicted. It yeah. was, uh, but hey, a Canadian got one and everything all at once. If you haven't watched it, uh, put that on your list because apparently it's fantastic uh, considering mm-hmm. all the awards it won. Yeah. Well, any other any other closing thoughts on the Oscars here before we put it to bed for the rest of the show? Lady Gaga. Yeah. Gaga, we played it. her earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we played her earlier. That's it. That's By all the, I have. <laughs> really quickly, I don't know who it was, but they kept flashing to this one woman in the audience who was wearing this white dress that had like this huge uh. halo around it. I feel bad for the people sitting just, behind her. I was just going to say that. That's yeah. That's horrible. The person that was sitting behind her was actually tweeting during the Oscars. It was quite funny, though. <laughs> were they really? Yeah. <laughs> what were they saying? They were like, uh, I don't know what award it was, but it was some award. And they were like, wow, congratulations to whoever won. And it's literally just they're oh. doing an acceptance speech, but they can't see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's funny. that's brutal. Uh, too funny. Anyways. What did you think of the Oscars? Curious to know. You can send in a text live to the show, 204-452-1061. World of Wheels, coming to the RBC Convention Center. Your chance to get in absolutely free. Coming in next. Wheeler in the morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. Time to give away tickets to World of Wheels. Yes, this is happening. RBC Convention Center. If you're a gearhead, if you like this kind of stuff, oh, this is you've been this has been circled on your calendar for quite some time, and it's bigger and better this year, especially with Energy 106. Is not only are we giving you a four pack of tickets, chance for you to get the VIP treatment. Tell mm-hmm. them all about it. Yeah. Okay. So what you're going to do is you're going to call 204-452-1061. We're going to pick somebody, and then everybody that wins this week and next week is going in a draw to win a potential meet and greet with any of the celebrities or anybody that you want to meet at World of Wheels, mm-hmm. which starts next Friday and goes until Sunday at the RBC Convention Center, including the jet flying. 
son of a gun who's having a hard time keeping his alligators down. The Nature Boy, Ric Flair. <laughs> Woo! You won't be there. You got a chance to meet Ric Flair. That'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I I promise you, whoever wins likely will meet Ric Flair. I'm putting money on it. Fair. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool things <laughs> at this yeah. event. Yeah. 204 452 one. I actually had my uh, my old motorcycle in World of Wheels once upon a time. Really? Really? Yeah. I had oh. uh, I had this beautiful classic 1973 Norton 750 Commando that I absolutely loved. I ended up selling it a handful of years ago. Mm. But hey, it happens. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I was uh, my, my motorcycle was in World of Wheels once upon a time. Anyways, that's cool. 204-452-1061. We're going to play Guess Your Hustle. So we're going to grab a caller here at 204-452-1061. We're going to kick Jasmine and Tyler out of the studio right now. There we go. What's your name Hi. on the phone? It's Sean. Okay, we're leaving. All right, all right Sean, hang on a sec here. Jasmine and Tyler are leaving the studio right now. Then you and I are going to have a quick chat. Okay, bye. Right on, brother. Thank you. Okay, Sean, uh, tell me and everyone else, what do you do for a living? Uh, I work in education. You work in education. Now, we, we got to be specific about this because Jasmine and Tyler are going to try and guess exactly what you do, so you got to give me a little more detail. What do you do in education? Educational assistant. Educational assistant. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming uh, you had to go to university for this? Uh, college. College? How many years? Uh, well, it was, I, I did it really fast in under a year, but it was supposed to be two years. I had, I had university credits I transferred. Look at you, you keener. Well done. <laughs> All right, Sean. Uh, that's good. Hang on the line. I'm going to bring Jasmine and Tyler back into the uh, from the stinky, sweaty, way too big soundproof booth. Come on back in, guys. Okay, I think I've got enough information from Sean, so I will be representing him in this game. Okay. You guys are going to ask me a, a series of questions trying to guess what his hustle is commence with the questions if you guys manage to guess what he does then he doesn't win the tickets right but if you fail then he's got a four pack four pack of tickets to world of wheels go ahead uh i would my first question will be how many years did he have to go to school for this uh he went to uh college and university but it was kind of like a he had credits and whatnot so it's most likely university but he was able to do it in in kind of like got it yeah. Okay. Um, does he work outdoors? No. Mm. Very sparingly. Very sparingly. What would his hours be? Like a typical eight to five? Yeah. Monday to Friday. Monday to Friday. Okay. Ba- bankers hours, as we like mm. to call them. Yeah. Would he have federal holidays off? Yes. Hmm. Okay. That was a good one. What's his name again? Sean. Does he go by Sean at work? No. Ooh. Mm. Does he have the final say on things? No. No. Oh crap, Kay, that There goes that idea. And I feel like he's decisions. I feel like he works in education. My for the federal government? No, cuz if he went by teacher. Yeah. But the, for to have a little bit of both oh, to be a teacher me. then you need I to have It's okay. To be a teacher you need to have a university not college. I guess maybe you could take extra courses. Um Okay, so I'm going to we're going to take a guess right now and then what did you say your name was, Sean? Yeah. Okay. Sean, Jasmine, what's your guess? Sean. Yeah. Are you a somebody that works in a court? Do you work in a court? 
No, I don't work in the court. Oh. Sean, are you a teacher? No, I'm not a teacher. What Damn it, what are you? Educational assistant. Oh, oh my God. Okay, well, at least I was close. Okay. At least I was close. Okay. Close. That was close. It was close. Okay. Well, Sorry, congratulations, Sean. Technical issues here. It's okay. Thank you. Okay, hang on the line, Sean. We'll grab some details from you in just a minute here, okay? You got it. I was close. Teacher, educational. That was that was like borderline for me. Borderline close. Yeah, that was pretty good. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. More World of Wheels tickets to give away all week long, and everyone who wins is in for the grand prize draw for the VIP experience at next week. Not this weekend's next weekend's World of Wheels at RBC Convention Center. Jasmine Lane, all the news feed, all the sports feed coming up next year on Wheeler in the Morning. This is the news feed. Wheeler in the Morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr. Wouldn't it be nice if you could go back in time to make better decisions? There's one actress that is probably feeling that way after what happened over the weekend. First, the Nestaway River Trail is officially closed for the season. You could, in theory, still go out on the ice, but it's very strongly recommended that you do not do that because they are no longer grooming it or keeping an eye on how thick it is. So please stay off of the ice. There are still multiple trails at the Forks. So you can get the Canopy mm-hmm. Trail, the one going by the Winnipeg sign. Those ones are still open, too. The Winnipeg police are bringing virtual 24-7 reporting kiosks to some of their lobbies. They will include a video evidence drop box, file sharing, and virtual video and telephone services. Remember when there was all that drama about Neve Campbell and how... Nev? Nev Campbell? Isn't her name pronounced Neve? Nev Campbell. Or Nie, Nie, I don't know about that. You want to fight about it? Maybe. 204-452-1061. How do you pronounce Nev Campbell's name? Is it Nevi Campbell or Nev Campbell? No, it's Neve or Neve. You're about, you're about to get your butt handed to you on this one, Jasmine. I don't Lane. know. I heard warning. an interview where they pronounced it like that, and then the last time I pronounced it like Nev or Neve, and then somebody was also upset. You know what? It's her bad for having a name spelt like that. So why don't you spell it out phonetically for the rest of us? Uh, Thanks. From, from, from Eric at 204-452-1061 on the text machine. Wheeler's right. God, yeah, well, whatever. Mario is pronounced Mario, not Mario. So, whatever. Um, anyway, she did not join the Scream movie because they couldn't agree on how much she was going to be paid. And that was a big issue. And people are like, ah, she's been the face of Scream since it first started. How is this going to do without her? So it was a bit of a risk to not have her as a part of the cast. But uh, oops on her part because Scream 6 broke box office records for the franchise over the weekend. It was so good. Just an addendum to our Oscars talk earlier this hour. Not only did Brendan Fraser win an Oscar as a oh, Canadian, yeah. Sarah Pauly also won one for Best Adapted Screenplay for Women Talking. Congratulations. Canucks Yay, doing pretty Canada. good. Yeah. Not bad. Not mm-hmm. bad at all. Wheeler in the Morning with Jasmine Lane and Tyler Carr is an Evanoff Communications production. Any reproduction of this show without written consent is strictly prohibited. Wheeler in the Morning is produced by Tyler Carr and executive produced by Adam West. Wheeler in the Morning is broadcasting on Treaty 1 land, traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Denny peoples, and on the homeland of the Métis Nation. 